0: Welcome to M-Dash, the healthcare podcast that gives you pause. Today's episode, Turtles, featuring Andrew Gerza. Hey, Andrew, welcome to M-Dash. How are you doing today?
1: Good, Kim. How are you doing?
0: I am doing great. So thanks for coming today on the show. I was really excited to talk with you about ableism and also about straws and the large number of people who are temporarily able-bodied, who all have strong opinions about what persons with disabilities should and should not have access to. Um, and I, I had seen your post on Facebook had shared it on my Facebook page, and then was just kind of stunned by the number of people who just had really strong opinions about straws and yet did not have disabilities themselves. And so that led to, to us connecting today.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's really, I, you know, I have been asked over the last year and a half a little bit about this straw thing. And when I initially started talking about it, I, I had similar thoughts of, of some of the people that have commented who've said like, Oh, just get alternatives, It's no big deal. Because for me personally, the alternatives might work. But when you look at it from a, a larger context of, how many people without disabilities are saying things like "Oh, just get, just get, just get something different"? It's like, well, you don't realize that that might not work.
0: It seems like any discussion about straws, there's one person who's like, "You should carry around a stainless steel straw," and not really understanding the impact that could have for people who may clench their jaw down um, unexpectedly, or may have spasticity, um, or may need a straw that bends. So it's been interesting to me how many strong opinions people who are temporarily able-bodied have on this straw issue when there's so many other, you know, plastics that we use um, that we probably could voluntarily eliminate, and they're not plastics that would impact the lives of persons with disabilities.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's why it's so troubling is how... How they're not. I mean, nobody seems to care about the other the other ways our carbon footprint has been causing problems. But for some reason, that image of that sea turtle with the straw in its nose evokes like the most the most biggest reaction. When really, I've seen that image. I was in a news clip for CBC a few a few months ago, like a month and a half ago about this very issue, and they had me on Skype and we were talking, and half of the the news report was. The image of the of the sea turtle, and I saw it, and I you know I feel bad for the turtle. I do, I really do, but I also don't think that that should trump disabled people's needs to drink.
0: Right, right, exactly. And if there were a sad picture of a person with disabilities dehydrated and unable to access their drink, um, it, you know, it it wouldn't evoke the same reaction from people because people do have this visceral reaction when they see animals that are hurting or, you know, a dolphin with the soda can holder, the plastic thing around its nose. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I think everyone is trying to be compassionate and they want to be compassionate and they're trying to be good for the planet. Um, But I, it seems like persons who are temporarily able-bodied aren't fully understanding this, the right of persons with disabilities to say what it is they need, and then have that that statement respected.
1: Um, yeah, and I think that's where the problem lies, and that's why that's where I get really annoyed. It's not that I don't want to save the turtles; I do. Like, I'm I, if hey, like if the world if the World Wildlife Fund wants to hire me to do like turtle a, to, rescue, <laughs> to do, yeah, to do something where I am the like the disabled person that wants to save the turtle, I'm there. But where where I get so annoyed is that we have stated, and by we I mean the disabled community has stated a number of times in numerous ways, this is what works for me. Um, there was a great graph I saw on Facebook the other day that somebody sent to me that was designed by someone whose name I can't remember right now, but it's an, it's an amazing graph, and it shows the types of straws and the types of hazard that each straw could pose to somebody.
0: Interesting.
1: So it shows like that um, biodegradable straws can can deteriorate really fast, causing choking hazard. Shows that steel straws can chip teeth and again cause a choking hazard. And it shows that you know the best straw for a lot of individuals are the plastic straw.
0: Yep, and they, because they have the bend in them and they're and you can't really hurt yourself with them. You know, one one thing that I thought was interesting, and I I haven't seen many people saying it, but I was intrigued when I saw a friend commenting in my on my Facebook page. They were saying, well, how about those of us who are temporarily able bodied, how about we opt not to not to use straws? So we can commit not to use a straw when we're in a restaurant, but still advocate for straws to be available in restaurants for persons with disabilities. Do you think that would work? Or do you I think, think that's
1: I think what that's really noble, and I think that's a great <laughs> idea. I think it's a great idea, but I don't think it'll work. I think yeah. that the straws just need to be available. I think we need to look really what it boils down to is what, what like, why is the straw all of a sudden this giant issue? Why are we not concerned about the oil we're dumping into the oceans? Why are we not concerned about you know, um, I'm trying to like yeah the the big the, the beer cans that hurt the dolphins first start there like. like was all of a sudden the straw has become this giant thing, and when disabled people say, "Hey, wait a minute, we want to be heard," we get laughed down and told we're wrong. Like mm-hmm. somebody the other day, a friend of mine on social media, and we're friends and we chattering on them, but they they said to me, "You know, the environment's so important," and I said, "You know, it is, but it's not as important as this." Right. <laughs> like, sorry, it isn't. And what what I think, temporary and able-bodied people are forgetting and are 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 not seeing is that they're being ableist and that right. and nobody wants to see that. So when a disabled person rightfully calls somebody out and says, hey, your viewpoint on this is really problematic, maybe you're being a touch ableist, maybe you want to reframe that and think about me for a second, they go, oh, no, no, I'm just, you know, the environment, I'm just trying to be alternatives." And I think why disabled people are getting so angry is because it's showing what I termed in a Facebook post the other day, I termed it as, environmental ableism, because mm-hmm. I really think that's what it is.
0: Right. Everyone wants to save the turtle. No one is entirely that concerned about ensuring that persons with disabilities have access to fluids in a restaurant. But people want to care about the turtle. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting to me because there are so many ways that people could have a positive impact on the environment without harming persons with disabilities or, or limiting their access in restaurants. Um, and I'm not seeing all of these folks who are calling for straw bans. I'm not seeing all of them giving up their cars and yeah, doing you yeah. know, biking or things that could have even more of a dramatic impact.
1: Or lowering their electricity or doing, you know, exactly. doing, so all, like taking shorter showers, doing all the stuff you learned in like grade two, like second grade health class where they were like, hey, let's maybe turn off the lights and we're not using them. Nobody does that. Let's maybe turn off our computers. No one does that. And I just think it's really disturbing that this discussion of straws comes at the expense and the literally the the quality of life for disabled people.
0: You know, you mentioned the turtle, um, and we've all seen the image of the sad turtle with the straw.
1: straws <laughs> it, like know, was the, sad turtle, I just want to laugh so hard because
0: it's just, you know, it's it <laughs> it, it speaks to the power of an image to compel people to sometimes want to take noble seeming but ill thought out action. Um, And and one thought I had was it's too bad that there is no parallel image of a person with disabilities um, who is unable to drink when they go out to a restaurant or unable to drink safely. It's too bad that there isn't some sort of PSA, so that people could actually be exposed to the reality of what it means for a person with disabilities, not to have access. When we go to a restaurant, when I go to a restaurant, I know that I will be able to eat and drink. I'm a vegetarian, but that's pretty low maintenance, right? Like I can eat or drink anywhere I want. And I've never found a place that I can't. And that is privilege. And so uh, there are a lot of people who haven't even thought about what would it be like? to not be able to eat or drink everywhere. What would it be like if restaurants didn't have straws? Um, So this is kind of a, a little bit of a rant where I'm just saying, I wish someone would do a PSA so that folks who don't know someone with a disability who requires the use of a straw can at least get some insight into why it matters and it, it's sad that you would even need a PSA to convince people to listen to persons with disabilities when they say, don't ban the straws. Um, but clearly something needs to happen because people are so focused on the turtle, they're forgetting the people.
1: Like if the turtle was in a wheelchair, maybe like would they, if they well, what if it was the image of the turtle at a restaurant?
0: Exactly.
1: Then, <laughs> then, like, Would you care more if the turtle looks sad at the restaurant? <laughs> I, you know, it,
0: it is so sad, but, you know, I think, a lot of times people feel this deep sense of compassion for animals. um, And no one expects the turtle to save himself or herself. And I keep hearing from people, these solutions, quote unquote, well, persons with disabilities should just carry straws with them all the time. Like, you know, like as though you're going to do that all the time. And, you know, with all of the other pieces of either equipment or, um, personal care gear that people have to carry on you should also have to carry around straws. Um, and I, yeah,
1: and I think that people with disabilities get uh, they are getting really mad right now because the onus right is falling on us again. Why can't somebody take responsibility for this and that isn't disabled? Right. For one second say let's people always talk and when they you know when we see PSAs around disabled people or the elderly, people's first reaction is like, "Oh, we should help them." But it's ironic that in this case, the opposite is true. Right. Well, no one's wanting,
0: I mean, the the solution that some of my friends came up with is, well, obviously persons with disabilities need to, you know, take responsibility and carry their own straws. And it's like, oh my God. So should, where is the line? So when you think about um, access to rest within public facilities and buildings where they're required to have ramps, so... Wouldn't it be ridiculous if we said, look, persons with disabilities should carry their own damn ramp. Like, why should we provide the ramp? Like, we don't all need a ramp. A ramp uses up materials. Well, no, we would never expect someone to bring their own ramp. So why do we expect people to bring their own straws?
1: Yeah. And I mean, the the scarier part of this is it goes to what's next. People with disabilities also need things like disposable diapers. I mean, you've had me on the show before. How many times have we spoken about, you know, my IBS and the things that could, like, occur that way. Or like people or the elderly who may have accidents or but we also need things like for me to be catheterized properly. I use, i.e. there's plastics in that. In that. So I think the scarier part for disabled people is what are you going to take away right. next? Right. And What's
0: this, where's the slippery slope?
1: Yeah, and I think you know, hearing about the straw ban and hearing the cities that are doing it, when I first heard about it, my very first thought was this is a bunch of white soccer moms who who literally have nothing better to do than be like, "Yep, let's yep, sure." And the irony, especially with the Starbucks band recently that I saw the other day on social media, and I couldn't believe how ironic it was. They want to get rid of straws, but right. the cups are still plastic, right? And the, the new the new lids they want to use the sippy cup lids for Starbucks now are made of plastic. So, are they really having any problems? Right, I don't get it. right. Well, and there,
0: you know, I think there's this selective um, elimination of plastics, you know, let's get rid of this plastic or that plastic. And I get it that people have to start somewhere. I totally get it. But people don't have to start at the place where it causes an issue of access for persons with disabilities. And so that's why I'm like, really straws right now? And then, you know, and I have friends who comment like, oh, but it's heartbreaking what's happening to the oceans. Absolutely. And the oceans are full of other shit, not just yeah, straws. exactly. Um, the irony like, is, like,
1: when, when people say that to you don't, you, don't you sit back and go, what have you done for the ocean lately? Like, right. What? Well,
0: they, it- and also, like, how many of those folks drink, bo- drink bottled water? And, you know, so, so I'm not poo-pooing environmental concerns. Obviously, the planet Earth is incredibly important. But the planet is important because it houses people. That's why we care about the planet because it's our home and it's the home of a diverse, uh, and very, very large population of people. And so we can't preserve the home at the expense of the people in it. And I I think that's, that's the mistake.
1: Exactly. And you know, one in, I would say one in, it's one in seven globally, but I would say, I would say realistically one in four of us has a disability. Um, and that number is gonna grow as people age and as, as our environments change, disability is gonna become more and more widespread. So when we start taking away these things from the disabled community, what we're really doing is taking away, taking away things from our global community uh-huh. as a whole. And that's really scary.
0: Right. Well, and I think the other thing too is that, you know, the moment that someone who's temporarily able-bodied comes up with an idea like, hey, let's ban straws. So the moment they put that out there, When someone with a disability says, hey, here's why this is problematic, I think people who are temporarily able-bodied have an obligation to back down, you know, like once someone checks you and they say, hey, you know, great idea, but could you maybe start with, you know, some other plastic that I don't depend on to actually be able to drink fluids when I'm outside my house, Um, but people aren't backing down. I mean, I I was surprised at the number of friends I have that, like, doubled down on the whole, like, uh, well, you know, how is it that uh, plastic trash bags don't impact persons with disabilities? And I was like, oh, my God. I'm not going to argue why. You know,
1: I, <laughs> like, it's so I, trend. It's so ridiculously trendy. Like, my friend that I was talking to the other day, we were, we were on social media, and he was like, but the environment's so important. And I just, and it just came from this place of, like, Un- unchecked ableism mm-hmm. and unchecked white privilege and I was just like, I can't I can't even like, I, 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 I finally said in a post, I am like, I'm not, I'm not going to engage with anybody anymore because I'm being dragged down by how ridiculous you're like, yeah. nobody's seeing how, how unfair it is and somebody the other day, somebody today actually on social media, one of my friends on Twitter uh, said, you know, why we're so upset is that this straw debate has even had to become a debate.
0: Right, right. I mean, that's that's the thing that is disheartening. It should have been, you know, when people put it forward as an idea and the, and the community of people with disabilities comes forward and says, hey, here's why this is a problem. People who are temporarily able-bodied should have said my bad and like backed off the straw ban and looked for other ways to have an impact or, or said to the community of persons with disabilities, help us figure out You know, if we give you a list of other kinds of plastic items, can you give us a heads up if any of these would negatively impact you if we if we work to eliminate them or reduce use, because people have to acknowledge what they don't know what they don't know. You know, I don't I don't know what it's like to walk in your shoes and I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what it's like to walk in someone else's shoes. Or I don't know not- what it's like to walk in my <laughs> shoes. So, okay, so, okay, that was a bad <laughs> that was a bad turn of phrase. Um, so neither one of us know what it's like to walk in your shoes, but I don't know what it's like to wear your shoes and roll around being awesome like you are. So, you know, like, how do you know the path that someone takes or their journey, unless you are them? Um, and I mean,
1: yeah, and just to, to, to circle back to what I was saying, when I first started talking about straw things, The alternatives would some of the alternatives that are offered would work for me personally, but Mm -hmm. it isn't just about me. It's about the other individuals who need straws. And what I find perplexing about plastic straws is that they were created in a hospital setting. Hmm. They were created specifically for hospital patients to receive liquid. So it's the irony is now that it is technically a medical device. Then it was created for hospital use, which is which is an article that I found yesterday shows that it was and shows a flyer from like the 50s or 40s or whenever it was, whenever it was created, it was called the flexible tube thing. It was was like the tube something. And so um, there's a picture of like a patient in a, in a hospital bed drinking with a straw and the the copy is like, and they can, it can go to any angle so that the patient can receive liquids. And I just thought that's ironic that this is technically now a medical device. And you are t- telling people with complex medical issues that they can't have it because your white privilege is being is being threatened. or and it's not even that. it's a, that here's a, here's how I envision these movies going. Like I said earlier, it's 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 white privilege able bodied soccer moms, and and apparently a lot of gay men are really about this cause right now because I've had a lot of fights with them recently about it. Um. Um. And it's them sitting at a table going, yeah, oh, that's no problem. It doesn't affect me, so what's the big deal? Right. That's why it's so concerning. Is like wh- When I was reading something about it happened in Seattle recently where the straw ban was passed, and the Disability Advisory Committee in that city, one of their representatives talked to the news and said, no, no, nobody contacted us. Nobody told us this was happening. Nobody reached out to us for comment, which shows, again, that we don't, as a global community – Disabled people are the last to know and the last to be talked to.
0: Right. And, you know, there's not, it seems like there's not mute, There's not a sense of respect among people who are temporarily able-bodied for people whose needs are different than their own. Um, you know, and not a willingness to get outside of your, you know, small circle of people who are just like you to go find out, hey, how could this impact other people? Because they, they wouldn't have had to talk to many persons with disabilities to get a sense that the straw ban might be problematic.
1: All they would have to do Kim, is to go on Twitter for like, for like three minutes, type in straw ban. And I'm pretty sure every disabled person that I have spoken to or followed on Twitter, including myself has has done a post about it because every single one of us is like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) It all goes back to that turtle.
0: It all goes back to the sad turtle. And you know, this is, it's kind of an aside, but I don't remember if this was an article. Oh, you know what? I think it was in the piece in, was it in they or them? Um, Oh, the piece that just came out about you, um, Crumb. Was it last week? There was an article, like a a web article that just came out featuring you. Um,
1: Featuring me from them.
0: Yeah, 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 from them. Um, and I was reading it, and I'm pretty sure it was in that piece, but it, you talked about the dead turtle position. And so every time <laughs> that we're talking about the turtle and the straw, um, for some reason I keep laughing and thinking about that story um, that you told in that
1: article. Well, I never thought about connecting the two things until right now.
0: Yes. And so, the...
1: now...
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now you will never be able to think of anything other than that Never,
1: yourself. yep, never, never. And so I – I um I said on social media recently something like I said on Twitter like listen I like to suck and choke on a lot of things but one of the things I don't want to choke on is a, <laughs> is, a is a is a is a straw that could you know hurt me or something so like I, I'm I was combining my the sex sexuality work that I do into this because it is really it's really something we don't talk about and I thought if I use my expertise in sexuality to create kind of a controversial tweet then maybe somebody would take notice.
0: Now it's a great idea and it's important and this is an issue that people don't talk about and I can understand why. I mean I am not a person who has a disability that requires using a straw um, and I shared your post on my Facebook page because I have a pretty diverse friend set um, ranging from very very liberal sexologist folks to super conservative folks from Texas where I grew up. And I mean, so I knew I could get it the post in front of a pretty diverse group of people. Um, but I was, I was just shocked at how narrow-minded uh, some of the folks were when I really didn't expect it. Um, you know. And particularly this idea that it's really up to persons with disabilities to solve this problem themselves. And yet, if you were to say, you know, restaurants are no longer going to have those plastic changing tables mounted to the bathroom walls because it takes up a lot yeah, of Yeah, what if
1: restaurants said we're not going to use urinals anymore because, right. like, the, I don't know, the make of the urinal doesn't work with our environmental beliefs. What would, uh, you know, what would the white cisgendered men do? Right, people would kind of their peeking, like their minds. Yeah, So, so... And you know, to, to just go back to your last point, disabled people have given a solution. They've said, "Don't take away your straws."
0: Right, right. Which <laughs> seems like a pretty easy.
1: That is I mean, like, it's it, it seems like a kind of two percent of us. Less than yeah, less than two percent of us are you know are there was some number where two percent was the the big selling point. The like point two percent of what to say the waste was caused by these plastic straws it's so minuscule that the upwelling from temporary able-bodied people is just ridiculous
0: well and there is so much other plastic in our lives um and as someone who's been a vegetarian since i was 15 um you know when people rail about the environmental impact of straws the little voice in the back of my head that I don't let come out of my mouth when I'm talking with friends, because I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to upset them. But, you know, I I think to myself, what about the environmental impact of all of the meat you eat, because it takes so much grain to feed that meat. And so it it has a huge impact on the planet. Um, Why not cut out meat? That's something that you could do individually and not impact anyone. But then, I think their response would probably be, "But what about the turtle with a straw coming out of his nose?" So, you know, I, I, I think as we look for solutions to environmental issues, um, if we're going to insist on doing systematic um, kinds of changes rather than individual changes, then we have to involve all of the people who are impacted and are part of that system in the conversation. And oh, so you know, the persons definitely. with disabilities need to be
1: listened to. And that's that's it. Just listen to me. I don't care if you disagree with me. Just listen to me and stop sliding into my DMs, telling me telling me why these straws are so dangerous and telling me what I and people have been like. I posted all that stuff the other day. You saw yeah. all that stuff the other day that I was posting. And after uh, under almost every post, somebody was like, "Here's a, here's an option. Here's a solution." And I would say, did you not hear me just say, I don't want you to give me your solutions that I know are full of ableism?
0: Right, right. Well, and that's, But that's the stunning thing to me is the number of people who are coming up with solutions when you have very clearly said, here is the solution, don't ban straws. And people are like, well, what about carrying around a stainless steel straw and washing it out yourself every time? You, I mean, some ridiculousness. And what's interesting is, If someone started saying, you know what, restaurants having plates, you know, all of that washing in the restaurant, and really, really what needs to happen is customers need to, you know, eat like they do in other countries, eat with their hands instead of using silverware, because that'll cut down on the water usage for, and instead of using dishes, we'll use biodegradable napkins people would lose their shit. Lose
1: the, yeah. and Do you know quite, what I mean? You know, quite <laughs> li- quite literally, they would lose their shit too because yeah. the biodegradable stuff would mean you get sick faster. <laughs> like,
0: exactly. So, I mean, people would not be open to it because it would inconvenience them or go, if they had to bring their own plate. yeah, now You have to bring your own plate to a restaurant. People would be like, I'm not bringing my own plate. I'm paying for food and the expectation is I should be able to eat it. And the same is true for persons with disabilities. If you're buying a drink in a restaurant, you should be able to get a straw so that you can drink it. If you need a straw to drink it, um, I've just i my heart has gone out to folks with disabilities over the straw issue because I've seen how much. I, I I don't even know a word other than just ridiculousness.
1: It's it's you know the word I use is ableism. That's what it is. Yeah, um, no,
0: it is. And like, there's so much privilege in. Straight up privilege. Yeah, I mean, and
1: to put it in uh, context for all those people who are saying bring, bring a metal or plastic straw. I have, I had a cup a couple years ago, one of those cups you get from like the CVS or the store that has mm-hmm. a straw with it, and my attendants weren't cleaning it out properly, and one day I was drinking from it and I saw mold inside it. So, Ew. just in case we're all like telling disabled people can't clean out their own stuff usually, um, so asking them to simply. Oh, just wash that'll be fine or get somebody to. That doesn't always happen because we're not always sitting over the shoulder of our attendant watching everything they're doing. We're hoping that they we're using common sense to complete tasks. And when they're not, our health right. is at risk.
0: Right. Well, and I in my lifetime, I've never actually tried to clean a straw, but I cannot imagine it's terribly easy to do well. Um, <laughs> depending on what you were drinking through it. And so, you know, if someone is dependent on using straws to be able to access fluids, uh, you know, the idea of depending on an attendant to do that cleaning, uh, you know, is that really where you need to be spending your time and money? Because that's the other thing, too. By banning straws and telling people with disabilities that they have to bring their own straw. Not only does that person with a disability need to wash their own straw, but if they're not able to, they're paying someone else to do it. Yeah. That's crazy. And
1: also, I mean, if you're if you remove straws from these establishments, you're also decreasing the establishment's revenue. Because if I'm disabled and I know you have straws and I know you're gonna get you're gonna give me a straw, and I know you're not gonna make a big deal about it. I will go into your establishment and patronize your establishment. If I know that you've burned your straws there, I am not going. Like Starbucks, I'm starting to be like, I am not going to start going there anymore if this is what we're going to do. Like I said earlier, my biggest fear is our next step. What's next? If you take away certain kinds of plastics, I don't get a catheter. Or I can't wear a diaper when I need to. Or I can't use a portable urinal if I need to. Really, the medical community that created all of this stuff for us, and I'm that's the reason why I'm saying medical community is because I know you have – you're well connected there so the medical community listening hi should should you know you created this stuff for us to make it easier for you to care for us in hospitals so doctors nurses orderlies people who are listening please stand with us in this and don't like tell your community that you as a nurse or you as a doctor or you as an orderly or you as a pca in hospitals use this equipment daily to make to make quality of life changes for individuals with disabilities.
0: No, absolutely. It's an excellent point. And for persons who are temporarily able bodied, you know, who are listening, don't support restaurants that are banning straws. Because when you patronize a restaurant that is not ensuring access for persons with disabilities, you're perpetuating it. And so, you know, if you value, The people in your friend circle who are persons with disabilities or the people you don't know who are persons with disabilities, um, you know, don't don't give your money to restaurants that don't value persons with disabilities and what they've said in terms of their needs. Straws are a tiny, tiny, tiny piece of the environmental impact in a restaurant. If there's a restaurant that is... You know, serving food on, I don't even know what would be super environmentally friendly, but they've eliminated 100% of plastic from like their entire wood,
1: restaurant. Like wood. Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: Like they're serving food on like a piece of.
1: Bark. Yeah, like specially um, carved wood.
0: Exactly. Things. If that's what they're doing, right, I might, might say, okay, fine. That restaurant, they've literally eliminated every single possible piece of plastic. Including plastic that makes their tables and plastic that makes their silver. They've eliminated it all. But that's never going to draw... happen.
1: And people are like, people are, people are okay with that part. People are okay with that. But all of a sudden, the turtle evokes like this visceral reaction that leaves people with disabilities out in the cold and leaves them. And then when we get angry, it perpetuates the idea that we're the angry disabled people. Well, we're not. We're not right. necessarily angry about plastics. We're angry that every time we voice of concern nobody says hey (laughs) like "Eh, right
0: well well, and you you don't i would imagine you don't want persons who are temporarily able-bodied making getting in the habit or continuing to be in the habit of making ableist decisions that impact persons with disabilities like what if people said you know what wheelchair wheels um contribute so much to landfills and so wheelchair wheels can no longer be made of like rubber or whatever it would be. Well, that would be ridiculous, right? It would be crazy. Well, this is just as crazy.
1: And, um, and you know, if, if that was what's happening, everybody would jump to our defense and say, Oh my God, you can't do that because they need a wheelchair. Guess what? I need straws too. Like right. I need, exactly. I need this stuff. Like you said a second ago that, you know, straws are, are such a minuscule part of the environmental impact. They're a minuscule part of the, of the global environmental impact but for my environment as a disabled person yes. they're, they're huge so
0: right uh, and that's what we have to care about is not just the planet like the global environment and the ecology but the human environment for the pe- for people with disabilities
1: and look to those white soccer moms who made that decision and i'm calling you out because i know that, that's how it happened <laughs> to those white able-bodied soccer moms who made this decision you know the 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 rocket to Mars is 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 going really soon. If you want to get on it, by all, by, like by all means. Until then, leave my fucking straws alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is an awesome awesome point for us to end on, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, and your podcast Disability After Dark. Um, do you want to give that uh, the website where people can access information
1: about? Sure, that? they can head over to my website andrewgurza uh and they can go it's now on itunes stitcher google play and now um spotify it just got on spotify so fabulous congratulations well
0: thanks for thanks for coming on the show really
1: really quickly though before i before we go yeah can i just plug my uh my sex toy thing
0: oh please plug your sex toy thing i've been plugging it on facebook and i have to tell you only two of my like i don't know 800 friends even clicked like I think everyone was like awkwardly like why is she posting <laughs> about sex toys <laughs> so please tell us about your project and the work that
1: you're yeah, doing. yeah so it's right now it's research we're doing research with the uh RMIT university in Australia in Melbourne um my sister who's a temporarily embodied person uh said to me let's do something together like like I've been working in sex and disability so much for you know on my own doing this work and she her and I were talking one day when I was over there a few months ago, and she said to me, you know, let's do this together. And we decided to contact RMIT University in Melbourne, and we ended up talking to one of the leading sex toy design researchers in the world. Um, who We said we want to create the first line of sex toys for physically disabled people, and they were like, oh my goodness, this is amazing, we've been looking to do something like this. Two, we just needed a catalyst and now you've given it to us. So we talked for a while and then they were like, okay, so to do the research properly, we need to raise $15,000 um, and that's what we're in the middle of doing because we, we, we look for grants and we look for like different channels to get money and there were none. There was nothing for projects like this, so we decided to go the crowdfunding route to create the first line of sex toys that is made specifically with disability in mind. The issue with Sex toys right now that have been adapted is that they've been adapted, and that's all. That's all that's been done. Disability has not been given a thought first from the jump, and this this line of toys we want to create puts disability in the driver's seat for sex and dis- for sex toys first.
0: Oh, that's so exciting! I am super excited about this. And looking forward to hearing about the progress. Where can people find you? Are you on GoFundMe or Kickstarter? Yeah, it's
1: GoFundMe. The link's a bit weird, so I'll give you a, a link to the link. Um, okay. It's, if you go to dis- uh, deliciouslydisabled.ca and you click on okay. Donate, it'll take you right to our GoFundMe page. We are currently sitting at about just over $3,000, so thank you to everyone who's donated. We're trying to get to $15,000, too, and this is just to fund the research. This is not to make the toy or build the prototype right away. We want to do the research properly. So what that means is we're going to be sitting down with disabled community members, occupational therapists, um, the sex toy design team, and figuring out what a toy for physically disabled people looks like. And right now, our first focus is the physically disabled, and then after that, we want to grow it into, you know, um, people with sensory disabilities, people with uh, invisible disabilities. Right now, we do, we want to grow it out to be way bigger than it is. We wanted to start somewhere.
0: Oh, I'm so excited, Andrew! This is awesome, and thank you so much for coming on the Thanks show. Thanks so
1: much for having me. It was a fun chat about the turtle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Take care. You've been listening to M Dash, the healthcare podcast that gives you pause. For show notes for today's episode, visit www.em-podcast.com.